0: Welcome to the Red Raven Games podcast, episode thirty-six. I'm Ryan Lockett.
1: I'm
2: Brenna Asplund. I'm Mallory Lockett.
0: And I'm Craig Bradley
3: Knight, the first. Welcome, Craig Bradley Knight, the first. <laughs> <laughs> it is an honor, sir. Uh, it's an honor to be here.
0: So, uh, what? Uh, let's see. Let's let's start out this podcast episode. We, it's been it's been a few months, and we're going to talk a little bit about what is going on at Red Raven. So, what are we currently doing right now, Brenna?
1: We've got the Ancient World Second Edition Kickstarter going. Yes, which we is do. awesome,
0: and it's been really cool and very exciting. And we're it's on our something,
1: third day. uh It's something people have been asking for for a long time.
0: Yeah, that's true. Like Brenna will come over to me and say, "Hey." Uh, I'm getting a lot of emails about this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and I usually say, uh, "Yeah, we're not going to do that."
1: <laughs> and then I tell people we're not going to do that, and then we do it, and yeah. then they get mad at me. Yeah,
2: which is understandable. I think we did rectify that one situation. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, oh, it's yeah. it's weird at Red Raven. Like, what uh, happens is, and and I think this happens at every company, but it seems like at Red Raven. We're somewhat more flexible, so like things get canceled or pushed aside or moved around quite a bit. And um, so we can't always plan like long, or long-term. more often
2: than not, they get like immediately announced. Like, t- tell us again, how long was it from the time you designed Above and Below till it was? I mean, it was like, well, bam, it was... we've got a cool new game. Like, sometimes we can just immediately say oh my gosh guess what ancient world kickstarter
0: yeah and the the thing is like we'd we been working on this for quite a while actually
2: oh, um, like earlier years this year
0: we've been working <laughs> on it and and it was kind of it was sort of ready and it was the right time so anyway in the ancient world second edition there are a couple new cool things like there are new player boards you should check it out on the the kickstarter campaign there are new player boards so and we just reached a stretch goal where each player can have their own faction and their own sort of power and we just recently played with that although Brenna's power was a little bit underpowered we're going to have to probably <laughs> boost it up a little <laughs> bit yeah.
1: yeah for once i uh i did poorly in a playtest and you're, g- you're going <laughs> to have to tweak you're going to have to tweak something i did to make it more powerful <laughs> instead of less powerful <laughs> how do you like that Brenna uh, rough
0: (laughs) i know yeah usually it's the other way around but uh yeah this time her power was that uh, she could uh attack with each army more than once per round and i thought it would be great and it it, it's useful in certain situations but it wasn't quite as good as the other powers
2: it ended up being expensive yeah it's i mean it's not
0: cheaper so and it that gets every time you attack with a with an army it gets more expensive but uh yeah we've got that and then today I just also uploaded a video of um the new Ambrosia tokens they're these plastic tokens they look they look a little bit like um what a- <laughs> or
2: Tofifi. Yeah. You know I looked it up too and it's both of those words like oh, you can I thought it was way. one or the other but there's actually a logo that says Tofifi and then there's one that says Tofife. So I don't know which one is oh. technically
0: I'm going to have to try one of these. Anyway, they're yummy. Have you ever had one of those, you guys?
1: No, no I haven't. It's like a no, little crispy
2: bowl filled with like Nutella, basically. It's like hazelnut oh, chocolate stuff. It's super so yummy. So good. Yeah. That does oh. sound good.
0: So the, the want that right now. The pieces, I know. I do too. So the pieces I, I sculpted in ZBrush, they look like, one of them looks like a like an ice cream bowl <laughs> kind of a little bit <laughs> yeah they look kind of delicious but uh yeah
2: they're supposed to they're ambrosia ambrosia it's the food yeah. of the
0: gods Yep. and then today i just recorded a, a speed lapse or a time lapse uh speed painting um of some new artwork
3: which i will show yep. Too. Yeah, I saw you did the one for the cover. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. See that.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah, I did that one. And then today I did one for uh, I repainted. I'm repainting all the citizens in the game. So that's cool. I tell you, though, um, I had to dust off ZBrush and like dust off my vague memories of using it. It's, it's funny because it is the hardest to use program do you guys are you familiar with this program zbrush
3: yeah there's some artists that i follow that that use it to draw like they i've seen one his name is ollie moss he does this goofy like he's this weird fascination with uh garfield and he'll use zbrush to like create like different variations of garfield like incorporating different pop culture references so it's oh. it's really interesting to see like him actually use it or just any artist use it
0: yeah it's like I I've, I've I now I'm a little bit more familiar with the program, but holy cow, it's it's uh, it's not easy to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's because like the menus and everything, it's so confusing. Like it's not intuitive at all. But uh, yeah, so so yeah, check out the uh, Ancient World Second Edition Kickstarter. And now we're going to move on to our next section, which is what have you been playing lately.
2: Woohoo. Oh yeah, we you know what? I'll add one to the list. Ryan's got two here, but we also did try my little scythe.
0: Yes. Yeah, we, we did. We did, we did, it's true. Oh, all of us actually
3: played in
2: that <laughs> we same did. game. That was cool. We yeah. did.
3: It was cute. Yeah. So Who won that game? I can't remember who won.
0: Uh I can't either. I I, I need to try it again. I feel like I, I want to I, play it with the the kids. I haven't played it with my kids yet.
2: I genuinely can't remember who won. Me neither.
3: Well, and we out. were playing
2: on teams, too. So I feel like there are some yeah. people who were a little bit more actively engaged in the what was going on at certain points of the game.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think
2: Ryan had t- kind of taken over our team by the time we got to the, to the <laughs> end. Oh, Craig won. Remember? No. Because Craig won like three times, but we were like, wait... You can't get yeah, the victory won. point
1: yeah, Craig, on the Craig same Craig turn. So
2: then we like spread it out and made him go back and get one <laughs> per turn. But you still won. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was now fun. I remember. So
0: let me game. let me dive into the another game I wanted to talk about. Uh, we played Root, which was yeah. fun. Mm. Root, um, Root. It, yeah, it was an interesting experience. It's it's a tough learn um that first game there were some uh <laughs> so it's funny i had played it a month ago but we played it again and um i had forgotten a lot of stuff because each player is has it's basically like a different game
2: i don't know though i played with only three not four i know you guys played with four.
0: Oh yeah we. but played i later. wouldn't
2: say it was a t- I, it was more like rather than a tough learn it was just a very active learn you couldn't just sit back after your turn was over because you couldn't you know take any cues from what other people's turns were you had to figure out your own Mm -hmm. so but at the same time like i hate to say it's a tough learn because it really for the type of game it is it's surprisingly easy to catch on to
3: yeah that yeah i totally agree like as you play the game i don't know for me especially it was very much like after the fourth turn I totally, like, saw, like, how the game's supposed to work. And then I was like, this game makes so much sense after just playing a couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish like, I could have started the game over again to actually, like, do an actual playthrough where I wasn't, like, fumbling around. But I've played that game four times. I even did, like, the, uh, the, with the expansion comes with, like, an AI uh, player. I did that, like, by myself. Oh. And it it's actually really fun. It's interesting to see, like, how it acts and based off of, like... Your what you do and where like the what cards flip up like how it controls and navigates through different areas. It's really really fun game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I actually do think it was a tough learn, but not necessarily for your own your own player board. Like, because each of the players has essentially their entirely their own rules, and so what I found really hard was on a first playthrough like you're working so hard on understanding the intricacies of your own your own rules that you can miss a lot of the little things about other people's rules that can really affect your own strategy and gameplay and kind of mess you up when when other people's rules pop up in ways that that hurt you. And that's hard to that's hard to keep track of on a first play.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I there were when we played in in that game late at night, um there was some like confusion about the uh, the castle that the the cats own. We weren't yeah. I think at one point we, we let one player destroy the castle and uh sh- oh yeah. And and you're not supposed to place tokens where the castle is, and so yeah, we messed a few things up but well, that, and
2: the <laughs> the end game the end game scoring change, right? Where you can play the card.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. you can play to make to have a different uh, victory condition.
2: But you have to play it before and give everybody a round to get. So that was another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I have the expansion sitting right there. I really want to dive into it. It looks really interesting. But uh yeah, that was fun. So,
3: anybody else? So, I actually played a game on Tuesday. I played a Brass Birmingham. Oh, that game. Is so fun. Like it is incredibly fun. For those who aren't like familiar with it, uh basically, oh man, trying to think how to describe it. So you go through two different areas, eras. You go through the canal era and then like the steam era. And the point of the game is you have these little uh tokens that are on this player board in front of you, and they have different um icons based off of whether it's like beer, uh clay or pottery or like wool. And the point is, as you're playing through this game, you place down these tokens in specific areas and you're given these cards and the cards determine whether you can put it in like a specific city or if you have like, if you're in that area, you can join it by using a canal or a steam engine to like go off into a different area so you can place that token. And it's like, it's really interesting and fascinating as far as like how you get victory points. It's a really well done game and it's really fun. I played it with three people and it's just absolutely phenomenal and like it's one of those games where as you're playing like it doesn't make sense after like a couple of turns but then like the third turn you start to think like oh strategies for like later on it's a really well done smart game and like if you ever see it like at a gaming store or you ever want to get a chance to play it i recommend playing it's really well done
0: oh cool i so i have brass and i really like brass the original um oh that's and right i uh man i regret not backing this kickstarter <laughs> plus the yeah, art is really a total cool. upgrade i yeah. mean
2: brass is good brass has great art but there's something like really um full of character about brass birmingham i feel like there's oh a, it's like
0: gorgeous yeah it's oh, like
2: you're in a sherlock holmes novel so or something
0: yeah right? it's really cool
3: yeah and a really I, cool thing about that game is like so every player has like a person they can play as and in the rule book it has like this like really deep like backstory for each like player that like it doesn't really have any special abilities but it's like some of the stories are like really fascinating it's like stuff like that is really cool as far as like board games giving you a little more flavor a little more background to like the actual world
0: yeah i'm really curious how different it is from the original brass
3: i'll have to yeah when I... i play it it'll be interesting to see
2: do you own it craig or did you play it with someone else
3: no I played it with somebody else so Andy Johnson was really good friends he had the game he kickstarted it, and like the kickstarter version came with like little poker chips for the actual like uh, for the money and it just it just is such a good looking game holy crap yeah. it is really good looking <laughs>
0: yeah definitely
1: yeah. alright
3: All right,
0: Brenna
1: speaking of, yeah, of good looking games uh, at Gen Con I played Azul actually a two player oh, game yeah. against Mallory <laughs>
2: that was really good wait who ended up <laughs> winning that one did you beat me on that
1: i i won by a single point yeah that was it, it. was really close <laughs> i was way behind for most of the game but i had a really strong final round but uh yeah at at the time when we played it we had just played sagrada as well and i was like oh yeah azul is good too but i think i like sagrada more but since then, like I keep like daydreaming about going out and buying Azul. Like I really I wanna go get it. It was a it was a fun game and those tiles are just gorgeous. They're mm-hmm. gorgeous.
0: Yeah. I when I opened that box I was like, Oh man, this is this is so nice.
2: And that's the spiel winner, right? Yeah. From this year. Yeah. It did. Yeah, it's, it
0: it's won. It's beautiful. Yeah. I like it yeah, a lot. So- I, I've only played it twice though. So I need to play it a little yeah. more.
1: I did. I did buy Sagrada finally at Gen Con, which I've been wanting for a while. And I I played that too. I played it with my mom and two of my younger sisters the other day, which was really fun because I can never get my mom to play games. She's not a board game player. She does not play games. But Sagrada is enough like a puzzle. Like specifically, it's enough like Sudoku puzzles that I could get her interested. <laughs> oh, so nice. So yeah. So she played and. She might have actually won. I think she won. And then I played with my uh, 15-year-old sister and my 10-year-old sister. And it was was cool how much even the 10-year-old was able to, like, grasp the rules. Although I feel a little bad for her because, like, because I kept describing it as sort of Sudoku-ish, she assumed for, like, the first chunk of the game that you couldn't have any dice of the same number on the same row, even. So she was making it even harder for herself, but... (laughs) Wow. But once we, once you figured it out, No, it was actually actually my little sisters didn't make any mistakes at all, but me and my mom both made a mistake. Oh <laughs> at really? <one> and <laughs> had like, to discard a dice part way through the game.
0: Oh man, that was like when we played. So when we played, I was super tired, and oh, gosh. oh it was just mistake after mistake. <laughs> oh, it was such a disaster. I need to give it another shot.
1: <laughs> for those for those who aren't familiar with Sagrada. The rules of the game are you're, you're placing these dice in an array according to certain rules, but if you discover later on that one of your dice placements has broken a rule, you just have to discard that dice it's, yeah so you it's just a have lost to take turn. it out and that's like a negative point at the end of the game mm-hmm. so and it's surprising so
0: yeah, surprising how often that that happened
1: yeah, how often little things c- can sneak up on you if you're not being careful even in it's a, like the simplest it, uh, rule. Is it like a yeah, 5 so by
2: 5 chart or a f- 6 by 6 Like, there aren't yeah. that many things to look at, but yeah, it does <laughs> sneak up on you.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun.
2: Oh, yeah, Gen Con was, was the gaming hullabaloo. We had lots of fun game time at Gen Con. Is there anything it's else true. we played, or anybody else tried anything?
0: Um. So, I... Uh, well, actually... I'm going to talk about maybe not Gen Con. Maybe somebody else can talk about anything else they played there. But lately I've been playing Baldur's Gate on my phone. (laughs) So it's been really fun to revisit it. Um, And I'll tell you, it is super fiddly to play on the phone. But, man, I can play it on my phone, you know? Uh, So I do. Um, I've played like, I don't know, I've probably put 20 hours into it, moving the little guys around with the, you know, it's, it's made for a mouse, but I'm using my finger, my like huge finger, So it's uh so
2: is it a tap fest? It's now a ta- now yeah. A I'm like fest? trying to get
0: the, the, I'm trying to get the, you know, the, the tiny little button. Oh, equip the bow. Oh, I've dropped the bow, pick up the bow, you know, <laughs> but, uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's cool. It's been a, a fun, uh, re, um, uh, going back to it. Cause I played that when I was a kid. A lot
1: nice yeah, oh, yeah i remember i remember my dad playing that when i was a kid oh yeah i, I watched him play it a lot never played it myself
0: yeah it, when i when we got it i i was so excited and i brought it home and we loaded it on the computer and it would not play and i could our computer was just too slow and i was just so sad about it and it took us a long time to get a new computer so i could actually play it and now i'm like it's in my pocket you know <laughs> it's just yeah, so funny to, crazy to, think, about to that. think about that yeah.
1: Yeah, I've been I've been playing The Witcher 3. Oh. Which I know I'm I'm years behind on that. Yeah. But finally got around to it cuz so many people so many people talk about it as like the the big serious like life-changing RPG. But I have I have mixed feelings about it so far. I can understand why it appeals to people.
0: Yeah, but you don't love it?
1: No, there's it was definitely made by white men, is what I'll say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's there's a lot of sexism built very deep into this world that kinda makes it hard for me to get into. But like
3: is it like sexism in the sense that it's like they're trying to like portray like how that was kind of the thing back in the day, or is it just like very blatant like they could have done this instead?
1: no, it's very blatant, like they oh, could have done this true. instead, like it's like are they like trying not, to be
0: are they trying to be like historical with it or that or might it,
1: be how they defend it, but yeah. that's not it's clearly built into the into the um into the beliefs presented by the game itself, not necessarily by the cultures, oh you know I see. like it's in the narrative not in the not in the world building
3: that's frustrating because like like this is my i've kind of like changed my view with this a lot like i used to kind of think like why are people getting so upset about stuff like that but the more i think about like video games and like stories and like television movies that it's kind of a way for people to kind of like address and like talk about those issues and like present them in a different way and like after I kind of realized that I kind of started to think differently about pop culture in general and mm-hmm. not really focus on like, well, if it was accurate, it'd be like this. Well, that's it's, it's a movie. It's a video game. It's not accurate. Like it, these are opportunities to tell stories about those who aren't like, they don't really get the light that often. Like, yeah, we well, see a ton of video games with like white men. So.
2: I really like exactly. that. I like what you're saying, Craig. Cause I feel like there is a space for extreme historical accuracy you know I mean and and we do we portray certain parts of history in painfully accurate ways but I think Brenna's right too like you guys are both right where sometimes you can just make the excuse of not pushing those boundaries because you say it's historically accurate when really you're just not willing to take on the challenge of imagining something different than what you're used to. So yeah, it feels like art and movies and board games and stories like that's such a great, that is the platform where new ideas are created. So we should definitely be able to embrace that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I can still see the good in it. I can still see why it appeals to people, but it's just, it, that kind of stuff really kicks me out of the experience, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, interesting. I it's one I've wanted to try for a while, so I'll uh have to see. Yeah. So
2: Well and that that won't really rule you out, right? Because we know you're yeah. all about
0: <laughs> Well at Red Raven, we're all about <laughs> historical accuracy. <laughs> so there really noticed... were
2: lizards yes, everywhere. The lizard but, yeah. people. Oh for sure. The lizard people. Absolutely.
0: They're they're everywhere. So um uh, if anybody uh does anybody have another game they wanted to talk about? If not, we will move on to the tip, tip tip of
1: the week.: It's the tip, tip tip of the week.
3: Yeah, there's the jingle. <laughs>
1: there it is.
0: It's
3: there, folks. okay, the tip <laughs> of the week this week is to
0: make time for fun. Now, I know that sounds trite, but let me tell you, uh, for the past couple of years, I feel like I really haven't made enough time to actually play, sit down and play board games uh, just for fun, you know, not for, like, work. And uh, lately, I've been really trying to play more board games for fun, and it's made a huge difference for me. It's actually made uh, me more productive, like, in my work. So I guess that, that sounds obvious, but uh, I think it could apply to a lot of different aspects of people's lives.
2: I totally agree. For me, it's not, I mean, it's not even just board games, but just remembering that you're not about a bottom line and you're not about a production schedule, you know, like board games give people experiences outside of that life. And so if you get too focused on the running the business of board games, yeah. it, it can just swallow up your whole your whole inner child, you know? So just like even running around with a dog like we just got a dog and like running around like an idiot chasing my dog it it makes my mind more creative i feel like so definitely fun is a vitamin
0: yeah i mean there have been moments so like you know people always talk about like video game crunch i'm you know have you guys heard stories about how how bad it is like in the video game industry no (laughs) yes you have So here's the deal, like um, at moments we sort of there have been moments in Red Raven where uh, I kind of work that way where it's just like okay it's time for it's crunch time you know it's basically I'm gonna eat and sleep a little bit and then the rest of the day is gonna be game development and working and whatever and that's that can be good definitely but I think sometimes I've let it sort of run away where it's just like that all the time so don't do that folks.
1: Yeah, sometimes yeah. you got to give yourself time to recharge. You know, if you're just pushing, pushing, pushing all the time, then it, eventually the actual output is going to get worse and it's going to get less and cuz you're just too tired and you're too you've been going at it for too long. You need to give yourself some space in order to come back to it with, you know, like a fresh perspective and more energy and yeah, so yeah. I think that's a good idea.
0: That's true. I mean, you hear that analogy of like, if, the, if you draw too much from the well, like, the well goes dry. Mm-hmm. You got to refill that well.
2: Well, that, and there's true. a lot of new research about timing and the way we spend our time. And a lot of it is really supporting the idea that working more makes you less productive. So it's better to work less and smarter than to work more because at a certain point, you lose efficiency, and you're just pounding your head against a wall. And also, mm-hmm. there are certain times where your your brain is really ripe for analytic work, you know, like that kind of work where you just got to use your brain and figure out a problem. And that's like your high energy time, right? When you're awake, and you're ready, and you're full of energy. And then it's actually kind of interesting. I've read a lot of research that says that when you're a little bit more low-key, when you're a little more relaxed, when you're less wound up, that's actually when your brain is ripe for creativity because it's less intensely focused on finding the right answer and more just like, hey, what's possible? Maybe this, maybe that. So sometimes I feel like when we're trying to force something into existence, we're less creative and when we just kind of chillax a little bit and get in a fun groove, that lets our brain experiment more than when we're, you know, purposefully creating.
0: Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I, I've yeah, I've I, felt that.
3: I, I totally agree. There's this uh, great animation that this uh, this video blogger did. Her name is uh her channel is called Jaden Animations. She did this fantastic video about burnout, and overworking, and she like does in this really fun and creative way and it's basically everything that you're saying just as far as like giving yourself a break from like the constant work cycle cuz like for me I don't work like Ryan does or Brenna where it's just like work is like all the time and trying to find that balance from when like for me it's like if I'm at the office I'm working but if I'm not the office I can like shut down but for Ryan the office is everywhere <laughs> So like, it's hard to find that moment where you can just shut your brain off and just give yourself a break.
0: Yeah, totally. Amen. Amen, brother. Okay. So, <laughs> th- well, I think that uh, covers it for a podcast this week.
2: Ryan's on top of it. It's yes. the shorter podcast.
0: We're trying to do a half hour lately. So uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: as a- yeah. So Ryan's like, okay, I'll be the drill sergeant.
0: Yes. Keep but, it on Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Visit our website, redravengames.com. Visit our Kickstarter, uh, the Ancient World 2nd Edition.
2: And visit Target to buy Megaland. Hooray, yes. if you haven't yeah. checked it out.
3: yeah, Target. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right, thanks, folks, and uh, have a great day.
3: Yeah, go go eat a sandwich and good make some good life decisions and remember <laughs> who you are what you stand for.
2: You is kind. <laughs> you present important.
1: nevermore.